0: They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. How do I know who to sell to? Hey, I'm Donnie Bovine, the CEO and founder of Success Champion Networking and author of Endless Streamer Referrals. This is Growth Mode, a podcast all about growing and scaling your business. Hanging out with me as always is Kevin Snow, the sales and automation tactician and genius. And in this episode, we're going to jump all into how do you figure out who the hell you're supposed to sell to. So, you know, this one's kind of fun for me because growing up, Well, you know, really particularly in commercial printing, my first sale I ever made was to my own mom. Um, I went to her, she was working at an eye doctor's office, so I knew her doctor really well. I knew everybody in the office. I kind of grew up with them as a kid. And I went to her office and asked if I could, you know, print their business cards. Mom asked me to go get a, you know, price on it. And when I came back, mom beat me up on price. If you can believe that, my own mom's beat me up on pricing for freaking business cards. And so I, uh, you know, went back, got her better pricing. And she was the first ever order I made, you know, when I did commercial printing. And for probably the six months of doing commercial printing, I was going after safe clients right people that i felt like i could get into get a conversation with and it was all this small stuff and it was it was a good learning experience as i went through it but it was a little frustrating as i you know kept screwing up jobs or overly demanding freaking clients and you know i felt like i spent more time in the in the print shop you know fixing things because i didn't understand you know what actually I was doing than I was actually outgrowing a business. And it was actually a senior sales rep that pulled me aside and says, man, I see you doing a lot of work. You tired yet? I'm like, yeah, dude, this shit is exhausting. He's like, you need to start going after some bigger clientele because uh, once you get to the bigger fish, they'll tell you what they need and you won't have to scramble so hard to, to do all this work that you're doing. So it was pretty cool that somebody took me aside and and told me that because I might have just kept banging my head against the wall for a while. So but once I started going after the bigger fish, uh, you know, things made a lot more sense. And I think for a lot of people, they have this I want to save the world complex. And I know when I started Success Champions, I had the same idea. Like I wanted to, you know, save everybody and fix everybody's freaking problems problem is is when you try and fix everybody's problems you actually fix nobody's so let's jump into this one Kevin how do people figure out who the hell they sell to
1: so do you think it's a save the world or do you think they're just scared
0: um I mean for me specifically it was a save the world but for most people they're scared um, and, and the, the reason I distinguish between the two, cause I did the scared shit early on, right. in commercial printing and all that. And that, that's where I was. Um, once I started the company, I had this complex that I could, you know, I could, I could help anybody, you know? Um, and I think there is a certain industry sector, um, like healers that believe that they can heal anybody. And I find this really prominent in their world. Um, But I think for a lot of people, it's really more about they want to play in this safe lane. And that's why they say things like, you know, if you just introduce me to them, I'll take care of the rest. Right. Or if you can just get me in front of them, I'll, I'll do it. Or they say things like I need anybody with a heartbeat, you know, and silly things and phrases that come out of their mouth because of. But one because of fear, two because they feel like if they were to get niched down, they would lose business.
1: Well, and I was going to say, I think that's part of it. Is they're afraid to say no mm. to potential revenue, and because that, that's a huge thing we see with a lot of the business owners that we work with who are in those early stages of business development. The whole idea of saying no to money coming in that'll pay bills, put food on the table, keep the keep rent or mortgage paid is a really scary thing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And for and I think, you know, with the entrepreneurs, it's one thing. But then when you have salespeople where the whole idea is I need to go sell and every little bit counts, you know, they don't have to worry. A lot of times they don't have to worry about anything after the contract signed. Right. So for them, they you know, is it more of a you know, I want to sell the right clients for the business, or I just want to sell stuff and get paid, and then hope they make it to the charge back date, and not have to worry about them. Right? Yo,
0: I going back to my commercial printing. I also had that idea of could I handle it? You know, the little bitty clients were were enough right they they were beating the shit out of me enough that i worried that if i really got the big monster client that i would lose all concept of time and i'd be working my ass off way harder than i wanted to work and what's funny is when i went after the bigger clients i actually worked less hours because they knew what the fuck they wanted You know, yeah, they've done this before, but I wasn't babysitting as much. I mean, there was always a couple of projects that were like, hey, we want to try something. And those became fun because now you were, you know, figuring out things together. You became more of a partner than a vendor. Um, So so those are always fun. But I think, you know, and I would also throw in there that some people, because they haven't really tried to sell anybody, they just don't even know where to start. You know, they're like, I just, I I just want somebody to buy this because, and whatever this is, um, and coaches, I think are the worst, you know, because they're, they're, they're like, I just want to help somebody. I just want to pour into somebody, you know, and you ask them, well, what can you coach on? And their answer is, well, what's your problem? No, it doesn't work that way. Right. People never know for sure. Not always know for sure what they need help with. Sometimes it's our job to, you know, tell them what they may need help and support with. You know, um I mean, when you first started out, did you struggle figuring out your client base?
1: Um yes, because I wanted to do all the CEO things and I didn't even go sell. Mm. So oh, I was doing problem. all the doing all the ooh, I'm a business owner now, so I'm gonna do business stuff uh and you know, make a website and a culture deck and marketing. Dude, I even got and, the really big
0: thick business cards because I thought they would make me look cool, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I had the cool business cards. Yeah, I did all that stuff. And and then I was like, oh, crap, I'm running out of money. I need to actually go get a client or two. And, you know, and that's the exact opposite. You have to do the selling thing first, because that's how you figure out who you want to work with and who is really a good client and who's not a good client. You know, if you're not in front of people who can actually use your things, you're never going to know who you should sell to. Yeah. You know, unless you're in a really well-established industry where you can just pick, you know, like chiropractic, you know, are you a kid's chiropractor, an animal chiropractor, or do you only work with certain types of, you know, injuries? You can be really, it's easy to pick and say, here's what I want to do. Yep. Whereas, you know, in your coaching or consulting or marketing, it's much more broad and you can have, I can be doing the exact same thing as someone else. And sell refer business back and forth because we don't want to work with the clients each of us have.
0: Yeah, I love the drug dealer's model. And the drug dealer's model is first one's on me. Right? In hopes that they get you fucking addicted and you want to come back and buy more and more and more and more. And I saw a post the other day. Now, I don't understand coaching certification and why you need to be certified as a fucking coach. I don't get all that. But this post was, was well... Done. I didn't see the result of it, but they put a post out and said, Hey, I'm fixing to finish up my life coaching certification. And one of the things to become certified is I have to do 50 free sessions with people out there to be able to qualify for my certificate. And I thought, what a fucking smart way to start a coaching business to put it out there. Hey, I'll do 50 free sessions. You get one session, 50 people you know, one, one per person, right. You know, 50 people. And the, the, the thing I loved about that was now you get to go coach 50 individual people and you learn what the fuck you're actually doing in coaching. Right. And I think it, for a lot of services, you'll see this in social media marketing. They're like, Hey, I, I just learned how to do, you know, Facebook ads I'll do. I'm looking for 20 companies that will just pay the cost of the ad, so I can get proof of concept that I actually know what I'm doing here. Or um, you'll see people, you know, especially service-based companies, can do this the most is the try before you buy kind of concept. And I think a Mm -hmm. lot of people, because they're so hell bent on I've got to make money out the gate, they're in this desperation mindset. They're not willing to give away a few rounds um to to learn their stuff i mean even for sales training you know my first ever you know sales i did you know i went out to my network and said hey i need five people to come into the training program so i can walk you through the process of what sales would look like no cost to you i just need to go through the process and it was a great learning experience of how to have the right conversations
1: it's funny, uh, you're seeing that and I'm seeing from a couple uh, coaches slash consultants, you know, advertisements around the, ooh, the fastest way to grow your agency uh, is to charge for your initial meeting. i like, that's stupid as fuck. <laughs> I like how, you know, especially if you are a newer uh, agency or new in your whatever you do. I, why would I ever charge someone just to talk to me? I understand the value of my time and that whole concept, but that's how I figure out who I want to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Th- there's no
0: fucking way in hell I'm going to pay for that first conversation. If I don't know you, I don't know what the fuck you can do. I don't know your capabilities. And I don't even know if I fucking like you, Yo, let alone want to do business with you. I mean, th- yeah, that's ignorant
1: um to Yeah and I know how I know how you and I both sell and what our first meetings look like and we give a ton of value so we could easily charge a few hundred dollars oh, for it, even it would be totally yeah. and no and afterwards people we like, "Well, that was so worth it." But, you know, it's how do you get the people that don't know you to say, "Yeah, I want to give you money just to talk to you?" Yeah. Yeah. You know, unless you are Mark Cuban or, you know, some big name that has really well-established pedigree, why? Why would anyone say, "Yeah, I'll give you money just to talk"?
0: Well, and I and I think if you go back to even where Mark Cuban started to fuck out, I mean his first fucking couple of computer deals. I'm I'm betting there was, hey, do me a favor here so I can figure some yeah. of this shit out. You know, now he's got the name and brand, and he can put shit out there and sell whatever he puts his name and brand to. I mean, so you know, I think you know, and I'm not saying give away the fucking farm here. I, you know, a lot of it is. You know, we'll go back to the life coaching one, you know, 50 conversations that they're offering to give away for free. They're going to figure out really quick what type of people they want to work with, you know, um, what they actually want to coach, because life coaching is such a broad fucking thing. That's like when I first started being a fucking success coach. I still don't know what a fucking success coach (laughs) is or what the fuck I was coaching, you know, but when you put out this broad term you know, you're kind of all over the map with what you're coaching, but but doing those 50 conversations allows you to get your rhythm and flow of what you can actually do. Now, flip yeah, it. I, Go ahead. I
1: was gonna say, I, I had a life coach that I knew for a while whose whole sole focus was millennial hmm. and helping millennials understand how to interact in the current corporate world and then helping businesses understand, all right, so here's how your millennials act. That's completely different than you. And it was that super niche topic. And I'm a life coach. I help millennials cope and I help businesses cope with millennials. And that was her whole thing, you know, and, but she went through a ton of different iterations Mm -hmm. where she kept niching down and figuring out, yeah, I don't want to do that stuff. I don't like, I really, that's not my thing. I don't want to do the family stuff anymore. I want to do this thing. Um, But it's because she was meeting with people. And having conversations, you know, if you're not in front of people, you're never going to figure out who you need to sell to. For sure. And, you know, I think it's easier for
0: a product based company to figure out who to sell to than it is a service based company. You know, if you are selling Kirby vacuums, just go back into your old school world, uh, you know, you know, you're going to walk into people of a little bit more wealth you know, that can afford a $10 billion fucking vacuum. Uh, you actually go into the fucking broke people and selling them a fucking $10 billion vacuum.
1: It was only like 2000 Dude, Dollars. there is
0: no reason to have a $2,000 fucking vacuum in your house.
1: But it's the last one you're ever going to freaking own.
0: My ass.
1: <laughs> they
0: don't make shit like, my, they, like they used to.
1: My... My mom still has the same Kirby I sold her back when I.
0: Damn, was you sold your own thing. mother a two thousand dollar vacuum?
1: Yeah, my grandma. Oh the, oh, the funny thing is, my grandma wouldn't meet with me. She's like, "I'm, I'm not." She was like, "You, I'm not going to spend two thousand dollars for a vacuum." I'm like, "Fine, Grandma." Um, like uh, two years after I stopped selling, and I was like in the normal job world, I went over and I'm like, "Grandma, you have a Kirby? What?" What the hell? (laughs)
0: She bought one, but wouldn't even buy one from you. That's awesome.
1: uh, She's like, well, you know, he just he was really nice. I'm like, Grandma, I'm really nice, and I'm related to you,
0: (laughs) guys. If that doesn't sum up sales, sometimes. You know, when, when your own grandma goes around your back and freaking buys from somebody else, that's maybe your grandma just didn't like you. I mean, you know, there's, there's that, (laughs) you know, but, but I, I, do think it's easier for products to, to figure out than service, um, mainly because most products has a kind of a built-in end user, you know? And I think, you know, if you look at a lot of software and a lot of technology, you know, sometimes you're surprised by who actually buys your stuff, you know, um, because you may have one target, one industry in mind. And then all of a sudden, another industry comes out of, the, out of the woodworks and is like, wow, we could actually use this over here. And you're like, shit, yep. I wouldn't even think about that direction. And now you're over doing it over here.
1: Well, that's what happens a lot with the service based industries. You have really specific problem. you like, I can fix this. And these are the people that have this problem. And like when I started Time on Target, the, the, the revamp after the deployment, my whole focus was, you know, tech firms that are scaling and the owner's a geek and doesn't actually understand how sales works and needs help actually scaling mm-hmm. that side of their business. I'm like, I can fix that. Here's a process. Uh, but then you find, well, all right. So there's these other industries that have the same freaking in- issue that the people that started aren't weren't salespeople and then it's then you start thinking have to go through the whole concept of all right well do i actually want to work with these people yes they can give me money but are these my peeps Uh, or do i not want or is this going to just feel gross and i'm going to hate my life for doing it so
0: yeah and this is why i also think you know workshops are so badass early on um because with a workshop you know you can just come up with a badass title and you go teach and you invite a bunch of variety of people to it and sometimes you're shocked by who raises their hand and says i want more information and i know uh, even going back to sales training we did this often is i would advertise an upcoming workshop through all the local pr and newspapers and some social media stuff not a lot and You know, the industries we ended up training, I would have never even thought about targeting, you know, but they came to a workshop and, you know, we did a, it was a, uh, uh, a water bottle manufacturing company, right? It's all they produced was water, not water bottles, plastic bottles. It's all they produced was plastic bottles. I would have never in a million years ever thought about cold calling a freaking plastic bottle company to sell them their stuff. It just wasn't a thing. But they showed up to one of our workshops off of one of our advertisings. You know, so I think for some people, I mean, that's a great way to figure it out is offer up a couple of free, you know, workshops that teach, give advice. And I mean, it's what we're doing a lot for Success Champions Networking. You know, we do the first workshop, you know, first Friday of every month. And that's how we've launched most of Canada is based off of those workshops and the people that have come through those. And I think that's a, a huge bonus in figuring out who you're going to sell to is to to go teach your stuff and see who the hell is going to show up to it. You know?
1: Well, and it's also a great way to uh, disqualify people because you're going to have people show up that go to, through the workshop That are DIYers and want to do it themselves. And you're like, sweet, now I know you're a DIYer. I don't have to worry about you. And I'm not going to spend any time with you. And you're, you know, we'll keep sending you stuff. And once you break everything and now you need us to come fix it, awesome, we'll we'll do that. But it's, you know, it's a really good idea to figure out, you know, who is actual, you know, who's kicking tires and who's actually looking to do stuff.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I hadn't even thought about that, but you're absolutely right. I mean, um, because a lot of those people are just showing up; they're already there with the mindset of "I'm going to learn how to do this myself." And man, when when they're in that zone, you don't want to be anywhere near them. You know, um, let let them take away all the information and just go on. And I think. That's what hurts a lot of people trying to figure out who they're trying to sell to is they're so desperate for that fucking conversation and sale that if somebody shows an inkling of interest, like, you know, there's some people that would do that free workshop and they would believe that everybody that showed up for that workshop is a prime prospect to be a client of theirs. Right. Because that desperation mindset. So I love looking at it from the angle of let me see if I can get them out of my system too and clean house, figure out who I should really be talking to.
1: And I think the other thing that you have to look at when you're trying to figure out who you should sell to is who do you actually enjoy working yeah. with? Just because someone has a problem that you can solve doesn't mean that you that they have to be one of your targets. You know you might you know you may have found out that manufacturing was a great uh, prospect for sales training. but if you didn't enjoy that working with those clients, and you weren't getting the outcomes you wanted because of personalities and whatnot. You might say, yep, yeah, they're, you know, totally, they're awesome. We could make money there, but I'm not going to because I'm going to hate my life. I'm right. going to focus over here.
0: Yeah. Prime example is when I was uh, on a board for the Greater Fort Worth Builders Association here in Fort Worth, you know, one of the clients I picked up was an engineering firm. And they invited me. Out. Oh, that had to go awesome! Oh my for god, you. dude, thirty plus some odd engineers, and I was coming in to do a two-hour workshop to see if they could. You know, they were they were giving me a trial run, but they didn't understand that I was giving them a trial run because I wasn't sure I could do this. And by God, that two-hour workshop's all I ever did. Um, <laughs> it was it was hard. I mean, uh, when you have mm. such black and white analytical thinkers, you know, it's very, very hard for a guy like me to teach because everything has to be logical in nature Um, and they have to completely understand it before they'll make a move where most of your, you know, other non-analytical people are like, especially your high D's and I's, you are like, all right, let me go fucking try it. right, quit talking, let me try it. You know, where the analyticals are like, But why in the third second would you say this? And then in the 35th (laughs) second, would you say that? And like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. So, so it's, it's a really cool way to kind of break through the BS of, of who you want to be working with. So uh, I think in this one, guys, a couple of the really badass takeaways is try the drug dealers model, man. Freaking, you know, give some of your shit away until enough people show up that you can figure out who you actually want to work with, do some free workshops and uh, put it out there and see who shows up and use it to qualify and disqualify your people. And, you know, reach out to your friends and family and see who they might know. That'll just give you a shot to come in and figure things out and then get really focused on who you enjoy working with, who you want to work with and, and, who uh, you think will continue doing business with you in the future. And I think it will dial you right in. And as always, guys, if you got any tips, tricks, any value out of this episode, please leave us a five-star review. Make sure you're subscribed and share this off with one friend. It means everything to us. And as always, love you, mean it. See you bye. When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yeah, they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So like me, they don't often reach out for advice. They don't get support. They just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com. Go visit one of our peer groups and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as success champions.